In today's show, we're looking back at an absolutely monster Wednesday. 12 games in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. Lots to talk about. We're talking sports today. That's all right. We've got 12 NBA games on. First one. The Milwaukee Bucks, an early game, beat the Minnesota Timberwolves pretty easily. 130-105. I don't really know what there is to say about the Bucks. Yanni was out. The starters played no more than 26 minutes. Portis had 13-7-5 with two steals, and he remains a guy to hold on to with Yanni doubtful and with rests happening aplenty. Middleton had 27-8-7. Lopez 18-8 with a uh, Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Paddy Connaughton had 14 points with four threes. He's not rostered anywhere, really, Connaughton. He can be like a 16-team league option, and that could bump up in games where guys rest. Bryn Forbes chucked in 14 points in 17 minutes. Jeff Teague was garbage. Uh, Thanos Santacumpo had one point in 22 minutes. I want to see more of Jordan Wara. I'm interested in him. He didn't do a huge amount here, but he is an interesting guy if they do go wholesale rests. For the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns was sitting out again, so Naz Reed played more minutes, 31 minutes. Only nine points because he shot 30%, but two steals, three blocks, 15 boards. He is a very interesting short-term option while Towns is out or if Towns remains out, while Anthony Edwards just absolutely brutal efficiency again. He was minus 21. He had a true shooting of under 52, 38 from the field, 60 from the line. He still had multiple steals. He's doing that a lot, three steals. 24 points, 5 triples. So really good counting stats, but just absolutely brutal on the efficiency. Juancho Hernan Gomez back in the rotation for, I don't know, mate, I don't no idea. 22 minutes. For him, we had Jared Vanderbilt play 19 minutes and have 10 boards. Uh, Hernan Gomez had 18 points with three threes. Just a whole bunch of weirdness. It was a back-to-back, and it is encouraging to see D'Angelo Russell play that. 15, 2, and 6, but he shot 29%. While Rick Rubio played 19 minutes and had 0 points and was 0 of 5 from the field. That's two absolute stinkers in a row from Rick. I don't know how to judge that because they've both been like 25, 30-point blowouts. So they've just sat him down yeah, really on, really straight away. Um, and he just doesn't play those big minutes. So that is, um, yeah, that's that's how I, it's hard to judge where his value lies. If he plays 26 a night, then he is a 12-team league player. But the last two haven't been there. So if you do need to make decisions, like I highlighted on my how to win play in playoffs video, like you got to be ruthless. If you need to make a move because you can't risk another 20-minute performance from Rubio, do it. Move on. You're not losing a huge amount. Josh Okogie had two blocks. He's bringing some defensive stats recently, but I wouldn't be getting too excited while the bust Jared Culver had four points. That's, a, that's unfair to the kid, but he's honestly not good as an NBA player at this point in his career. Four minutes for him and had a four trillion. So uh, yeah, Jaden McDaniel is a rough, rough-ish night again. Um, 26 minutes, 13 points, three threes, no defensive stats. Again, if you need to make moves, make them. Like he's, he's fine for 12-team leagues. He'll generally get more minutes than this, but... He's, he's not a guy that we have to 100% just be holding on to under every um, under every circumstance. Like we just don't need to we don't need to be doing that. So if you do want to move on, absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Let's go on to the next game. The Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Nets were, in fact, without Durant, Harden, Aldridge, and Griffin. But Kyrie Irving returned. 
And he put up big numbers. 37 points, 9 assists, 2 steals, a block, 59% from the field, 10 of 10 from the line. An awesome game. Could have been better. They didn't put him in down at the end because the bench guys were, were playing well. Um, and that's fine. John Ray Jordan got the start against Joel Embiid. He put up good numbers, 12 and 14 with 5 assists and a block. That's really good. He, of course, didn't really do much to slow down Embiid. Um, and the, who's to say whether Jordan remains in the rotation? He shouldn't. But will these last two games keep him there? He's at least a name to watch on uh, for streaming purposes. Claxton played 22 minutes, had 3-3, three and three, but he was only a minus 3 in that time. While the Shark, Bruce Brown, Baby shark, 14 points, triple 1, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. While all these players are out, Brown does have 12-team league value. Alizé Johnson did what he does. He puts up numbers in limited minutes. We just don't get the minutes very often, but 8-8 eight and eight in 12 minutes is uh, at least something to look at. And 17 points for Landry Shamet. A lot of minutes for Shamet there. He is providing some nice points and 3 streaming value. I don't honestly see it continuing at all but he can be at least a short-term guy. Joe Harris struggled, and Jeff Green had 15 points. For the Sixers, Embiid just dominated, really. 39 and 13, two blocks, 10 of 11 from the line. Unfortunately, only 45% from the field on 29 attempts, but 48 usage? Holy shit. He was he was amazing. Uh, the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 26 and 5 with two threes, a steal, and two blocks on 65% shooting. So, an elite game from Harris. Now, he did say after the game that he is dealing with some knee soreness. So, just watch for some games missed there. And maybe that elevates uh, Furky from Turkey up. Korkmaz had nine points in 23 minutes. Danny Green had a nice little hot streak. Not must roster. If you don't need steals and blocks and he's dropping off at the moment, just move on. That's what we need to do at this time of year. Just move on. Seth Curry, Jack Armstrong, what do we do? Get that garbage out of here! Well, Shake Milton had 15 points and three threes. That's that's fine, but we don't really trust that from him at all, and we don't need to get too uh, too caught up in that game from uh, Milton. Only a streamer or a deep league guy. Benny Simmons, good to see a, a productive game there. 17, four and nine with three steals and a block. We know that he has been pretty down of late, so good to see a uh, a big performance coming up for him. If you're looking for parts for your car. What's, why would you waste your time? You go into your local chain auto store. The bloke doesn't even have the part there. He's got to try and order it in for you. And then you wait. And then he's going to charge you more just for all that hassle. Get that garbage out of here. RockAuto.com is a family business sorting auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And best of all, those prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's go on to the next game. We are looking at here the Cavs beating the Hornets 103-90. to We welcome back Larry Nance and Jarrett Allen. Allen played 30 minutes, had 15-8, and eight, pretty solid. Larry Nance played 20 minutes, had five points. Now, the four steals are nice, but this is the thing that we have always worried about with Nance is that when Kevin Love returns, they play Nance limited minutes. Now, some of that is because he lost so much weight with this illness, but it's not that much of a surprise to see Larry Nance play 20 minutes with Love healthy. It is weird to see Dean Wade get prioritized, but this is how the Cavs have used Nance in the past. I'm not saying that he's a drop, I am also not going to be surprised if I say that after the next game. Four steals are nice again. 14% is not. It's the minutes that worry me. And if he continues to play 22-23 behind Love and Allen, then that's that's your real worry. 
Uh, as for Wade, started at small forward, because why not? Six points, two threes, eight rebounds, 26 minutes. Really hard. Look, he's been awesome. Top 100 player of the last two weeks. I just don't see that continuing at that level. While the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. 25 points in 29 minutes, six triples. He's been much better. 34 fantasy points here, still on a block. Still probably more 14 to 16 team league, but good stuff. Or Darius Garland had 17, four and seven in three threes. And obviously a must roster player when the bloke's the 23rd ranked player over the last two weeks and 86th over the course of the season. You can't leave him on a wire. Remember, there was no Colin Sexton in this game. Um, Kevin Love, 17, 11, 27 minutes, four assists. Good numbers. It's a back-to-back. He played in their last back-to-back. Will he play in this one? Um, you'd assume so. He's just really playing solidly well. He's never going to be Minnesota Kevin Love again, but he's just playing really solidly, and that's fantastic. For the Hornets, Rogier was back, played 43 minutes after sitting out a game. That's awesome. 43 points, uh, sorry, 43 minutes, 22 points, four threes, seven rebounds, eight assists, four steals, and a block. Excellent. No free throws is worrying, but good game nonetheless. While Miles Bridges is a must-roster guy, 20 and seven with four threes. And by the way, if you aren't aware, the Charlotte Hornets have probably the best schedule out of everybody next week in terms of streaming guys. Four games and all four games are on low-volume low days. Just remember that. Because we talk about Cody Zeller, who had 10 and seven in 19 minutes. Now, it's frustrating that Bismarck Biembo was out of the rotation, enters the rotation, starts ahead of Zeller, and plays more minutes. That makes no sense, but Zeller is still the superior player and can be an option for next week. While Brady Wanamaker in deeper leagues, 21 minutes, he's getting 20 minutes a night here. 9, 2, and 2. It's not great, but in 20 team leagues, you've got to pay attention to that when you can stream him in and use him. While it was a rough night from Jalen McDaniels, 9 points on 23%, but he still had a 22 usage. He still had two steals, still had a block. He still hit three threes. He is a must-roster player. Even if he's on the fringes, you can because you can use him four games next week, even if he's the worst bloke on your roster, you will be able to use him four times next week. And that is a huge, huge bonus. Massive bonus for Jalen McDaniels for next week, which is, of course, for most people, the beginning of their fantasy playoffs. Let's go to the next one. The Spurs and the Raptors. DeMar DeRozan was really good, 19-4-11, as was Paddy Mills, who had 23 in 30 minutes. Strong game from Millsy in this one. He's been a bit up and down of late, but he can be that nice 14 or 16-team league streamer. And then uh, we had Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. 25. Uh, surprisingly, guys, hasn't been much chirping from the anti-Derek White crowd recently. 25 points, 6 triples, 5 assists, 44 from the field. It's, it's getting better, so it's still not there. 71 from the line. Um... Yeah, look, just another solid-ish game. He's, what, 95th ranked player of the last two weeks. Still not fully there. Still not fully back to what I think his best can be, but that's strong. Rough shooting night from DeJounte, 11 points on 31%, but really filled it up in other areas. Eight rebounds, four assists, and three steals. Well, Drew Eubanks, four blocks for Drew with a steal. Awesome stuff. Good deep lead guy while Googie Jeng's out. Keldon Johnson, Jack, what do we do? Get that garbage out of here! Still being held in just... Way too many leagues. Like, I don't understand it. Please, just, you can do so much better. Jakob Pertl had 4 and 10, not his best night. Had two blocks, though, but yeah, he'll obviously be better than this on most nights. And Lonnie Walker continues to be up there with Dwayne Bacon as one of the worst fantasy producers as a regular rotation player in the entire NBA. For the Raptors. But what about Scarps? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. You better stop, indeed. 34 minutes for Ananobi, 22 points, four triples, three assists, two steals. The the uh, Raptors, interestingly, on a back-to-back, rested Kyle Lowry in both games of the back-to-back. Fred Van Vliet was out. Gary Trent was out. DeAndre Bembry was out. Now, Trent had a shoulder issue, allegedly. Van Vliet, he's fine from his hip injury now. This was the game that he was suspended. So he will return, it looks like, next game. And I imagine that Lowry returns as well. 
So Lowry, Van Vliet, Trent, three starters being out, it skews things. So we look at Malachi Flynn and go, holy shit, 16, four and seven and two steals. This dude has been ball and top 50 player over the last two weeks. Awesome. The 27% shooting is terrible, but how, how realistic is 32 minutes? The answer is it's not. Look, it's just not at all. To have your three best guards out, he should be getting 32 minutes. And, and I like Flynn, but he won't get that as we move forward. And they have two games next week as well, the Raptors. So, yeah, what's the point in adding Flynn? The wiki Chris Boucher started alongside Ken Birch. 12 and 12, two threes, good numbers. But again, that's because Siakam played the three and Ananobi played the two because they're starting one, two, three, we're all out. So while it doesn't seem right that having guards out would impact your center, it obviously does because Boucher won't play at the four. He won't start at the four. He'll be the starter or the backup behind Ken Birch. And... I worry where those minutes go. And the same goes for Birch. 14 and 6 with one steal and two blocks is categorically a very good game. He has been a sub-50% two-point shooter this season, and he's shooting quite well in these two games for Toronto. That's skewing his numbers. But I find it... Look, I think he starts over Boucher, but I don't think he plays 29 a night. And he had 29 here. I think that he's a 16 team. Sure, add him. He's a 14 team. Maybe 12. Again, take the fly. But next week, two games. What's the point? Like, is he going to be getting 35 a night and putting up top 50 numbers for, and, and that makes him useful for two games? Like, oh, there is zero chance of that. And again, the absences of those other blokes, you helped out. We had Freddie Gillespie play 19 minutes. That's a real player. Nine and eight with three blocks. I thought he looked all right out there. But is he even going to play most nights? Now, you know that Flynn's going to get minutes ahead of Watson and Rocket Rodney Hood, who, who are not good, but there's just not enough there for me to say Birch is a 30-minute-an-eye player or Flynn is a 30-minute-an-eye player. Look, Lowry's going to rest games. All of these guys are going to rest games down the stretch, for sure. But is it going to be consistent enough, and can you deal with that in a two-game week next week? Now, the week after that is a five-game week for the Raptors, so maybe there is value for Birch and Flynn there, but do you want to hold them for two weeks waiting for that? I think the answer to that's probably going to be no, in, mo- in most cases anyway. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. The NBA is not. The NHL isn't. You can bet on those. You can also bet on awards, TV shows, and reality. That's not the right word. Reality. Come on, Josh. Reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today with our promo code LOCKEDON and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Okay, let's go. Next game, where are we? We're at the Clippers beating the Pistons thanks to a revenge buzzer beater from Reggie Jackson. Jackson played 37 minutes, 29 points, three threes, six rebounds, 50% from the field. Like, great numbers. Now, someone brought up a comment, hey, I don't think adding adding Reggie Jackson's a good idea because the Clippers have got a bad playoff schedule. But again, I think when we consider these, that's you're looking at that go, well, they they play 3-3-3 over the default playoffs, and that's true. But each week, it's like three games versus four games, three games versus four games, three games versus four games. I think we need to be looking at it more in as a waiver wire guy, especially like week by week is the three games from Reggie Jackson when he's going to be having opportunities to put up top 100 on a per game basis. And depending on when those games fall, I think it's absolutely worth having him. If you look at the totality of your fantasy playoffs, is nine games good compared to 12? Like, of course it isn't. But we're talking more, again, then the playoffs is more about 
especially the back end, streaming and maximizing and getting guys in who have got short-term bumps in their numbers. And I think that's where Jackson falls. The Duck, Luke Kennard had a double-double, 17 and 10 in 39 minutes on 29% shooting, but literally the entire Clippers starting five was out. Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Serge Ibaka were all out in this game. Even DeMarcus Cousins played 15 minutes. Uh, Patrick Patterson started for some reason. He had no points. While Terrence Mann, I thought, struggled a bit. Nine points on 12 shots. While uh, Amir Coffey, I've always liked when I've seen Coffey out there. I've thought he's been relatively impressive in his time. He had six and seven in 28 minutes with two steals there. While Ivica Zubats, 32 minutes, 18 and 13, two steals and a block. Now, I did say that the entire starting five is out because that's true, but I'll be pretty surprised. Honestly, I'd be pretty surprised if um, Ibaka took that starting job back off Zubats. I don't think he should, and I'd be surprised if he did. While uh, Luke Batum, who'd been playing pretty well, had seven points with one rebound and one assist. At this point, I think Batum is really just a streamer for steals. I do not believe that he's a must-roster player. He can be rostered in 12-team leagues. No problem at all with that. But again, that lower schedule doesn't give him like that guaranteed must-roster type scenario. And even then, he's much like a Danny Green. He's very, very specialized in the areas where he helps. For the Pistons, Jeremy Grant returned 28 points. Empty otherwise, but 28 points is great in 36 minutes. 7 of 7 from the line works. Well, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, started out hot, ended with 17 points with four triples and a steal and a block. Good game there. Isaiah Stewart did well as well. 22 minutes, 12 and 8. I just want more minutes from him. I just want him to play more. But he did play more than Mason Plumley. But why? Dwayne Casey, why are we getting five minutes of Jaleel Oka for? If I tell you, and and the answer is is because yeah, Stewart had five thousand, Plumley had four, but still, I can I can complain about that if I want. Surely, surely I can. It's Jilly Loka for. Let's talk about Killian Hayes. Thought he looked all right. Twenty five minutes, eight points, six assists, one steal. Now it's frustrating that we get the garbage that is Corey Joseph starting. Now finally, Corey Joseph reverted back to being honestly horrible. Three points, three assists, and a steal on 14% shooting. He just isn't very good. Um, and I don't think he should be a 12-team league guy. Hayes probably isn't either, but I just like the, the minutes just should clearly be going that direction. Hamadou Diallo is a clear drop. Get that garbage out of here! Three and four in 18 minutes. Josh Jackson, nine points in 21 minutes. And Frank Jackson finally had a game where he couldn't shoot 0 of 5 for zero points. Again, just another mess of a rotation. But at least there are more minutes there for Stewart and Hayes playing more than Corey Joseph is at least a step in the right direction, which we haven't been able to really say for Dwayne Casey and the Pistons for a while. Let's move on. Next game, Knicks beat the Pelicans 116-106. The double royal, Julius Randle. Sky-high usage, sky-high minutes, 42% from the field's rough, but 32-8-5, five triples, five from five from the line, really good. While Alec Burks, 21-7 and seven in 22 minutes, impossible to project his playing time, uh, his production. Like Alfred Payton, again, 20 minutes. Emmanuel quickly, 11 minutes. Like It's just all over the shop consistently. They can all be streamed. Like Reggie Bullock had 16 points with four threes. Derek Rose had 11, four and four with two steals and a block. But Burks, Bullock, Rose, Peyton, quickly. I don't think any of them should be considered must roster 12 team league players. Nerlens Noel was announced as a starter. And literally as the game was starting, it was like, oh, hang on a second. That's Taj Gibson's music. And then Gibson was out there and Noel was scratched with ankle soreness. Gibson played 35 minutes because why not? Eight and 10 with two blocks. He is providing 12 team league value at the moment, Taj. And while Noel is maybe, maybe in, maybe out, I don't mind taking that flyer on Taj if it makes sense. While Rowan Barrett, I pumped him up the other day. I said, look, he's improved a lot. It's been great. And then he's just absolutely shit the bed the last two games. Six points on 20% shooting. 
Two steals and a block, which is good. You don't normally get that from him. Four rebounds and assists. Like, these are rough, rough games. And this is the, the, the problem with Barrett is that he does lack in sometimes the percentages. He lacks in defensive stats. And then you have these weird, weird consistency issues. Still should be rostered, but that is a uh, that is a rough, rough night from Ron Barrett. For the Pelicans, it was more of just the same from them. Zion had 25, 8, and 7 with a steal and two blocks. That's great. The free throw is not so good, but everything else, excellent. Brandon Ingram, 28, 3, and 7. Great. And then what the hell else do we have? Eric Bledsoe continues to just be middling. Um, if you want to drop him, it's abs- no worries. Just piss him off. Like, he's annoying. Where's the Wundu goes from starting to playing three minutes? Thanks, Stan. Well, Najee Marshall apparently didn't start last game because of a disciplinary issue, but played 33. He had 14, 9, and 4 with three threes and a block. I don't. I think he's a 14-team short-term ad. Jim Johnson made us proud. Let's let's hit the music if I can find it. It's helping Jim that Lonzo Ball and Nikhil Alexander Walker out. He played 28 minutes, had 13, 5, and 2, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. I don't think he's going to be remarkably consistent, and it's a solid 14 team league ad, but this is obviously really good to get those minutes up. Steve Adams had a 10 and 10 double double. Jackson Hayes, 8 and 7, and Kyrie Lewis, unfortunately, was pretty bad in this one. Negative 6, 16, uh, 2 points in his 21 minutes. If we want to talk disappointments, let's talk your Chicago Bulls. They're just trash, guys. They gave up two first-round picks to get Nikola Vucevic to get beaten by his former team at home. Billy Donovan didn't like the high when they made it. And let's be honest, it's an upgrade over Jim Boylan. But let's also be honest, literally anybody would have been. So if that's the bar we're using to judge Billy Donovan, then uh, the bar is literally in hell. Like, that's how low it is. Some of his rotation decisions make no sense. The drafting has been poor. I don't know. We'll talk about them in a sec. Let's talk magic. Who the hell's Dante Hall? Guys had some big numbers in the G League. Filled in backup center type stuff with Mobamba out today. Seven and nine, steal two blocks. Deeper leagues, pay attention. Wendell Carter Jr., 19, 12, and four, two steals and a block. And if you ever want an understanding of why I think Wendell Carter can be good, this is the exact idea. 19, 12, and four, two steals and a block. The only thing he should have done that I would like him to do is, is hit a three, but he touched all the categories. This is why I think he can be good, and he's a must-roster player. Whew, Gary Harris. Nice, Gary! 30 minutes, 15 points, 6 assists. Now, the 6 assists have been pulled right out of his ass. I don't think we need to read into that, but they're good minutes. There was no Bumba. There was no Porter. But they're the only two guys missing in this one. Harris took the sharp Dwayne Bacon out of the rotation. Thank God. Uh, Bacon played just the 5 minutes. We saw... 27 unnecessary minutes for Michael Carter-Williams, but to be fair to him, he was pretty good, 15, 8, and 3 with, with the triple one. Um, but again, it doesn't really make sense for where this team is. Cole Anthony, just 10, 3, and 5 minutes going backwards. That's what's frustrating. That's really frustrating to see Clifford leaning into that. But yeah, to beat the Bulls, I don't care. Nine points for Trumaru Kiki with a steal and three blocks is pretty solid. I think we're going to have some concerns there with how Anthony and Carter-Williams work and then Harris getting those minutes as well. I would still look at, at Anthony as a solid enough ad, but I do have concerns about how the overall upside goes depending on how Clifford runs it. Carter Williams can be a stream for counting stats for sure. Harris, I wouldn't bank on it, but you never know. Maybe he recovers some of the form he had, but the 30 minutes is definitely encouraging there. Terry Ross is pretty rough, but we know he's going to have a game where he scores 30 on like eight shots. 
11 points on 13 here with two steals. I, I do maintain he's a 12-team league guy. RJ Hampton isn't two points in 18 minutes with Gary Harris cutting into that playing time. Now let's talk about these, these shit nuggets, the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine. Hey, I thought he did well at the end of this game. 30 points, six triples, seven assists, a steal and two blocks. Assists are way up for Levine at the moment. And uh, Nikola Vucevic was pretty good. It's Vucevic. It's big him. 29-11 with five triples and two blocks. That's good. But what else is going on? Thad Young, 14 minutes. Like He wasn't really good in this game, but everything's fallen way off. If you want to drop Thad Young, knock yourself out. He's just not playing enough. Two points in 14 minutes. They're playing Tyson Vooch together. Now, Tyson's all right, 16-6, and six, and he's at least knocking on the 14-team league door. But really, Daniel Tice? Patrick Williams played 28 minutes, had nine points, which is better than some of his recent output, but three steals. He is a steel streamer, and he's a pretty good steel streamer. Well, Larry Markinen, stop, please stop rostering him. Get that garbage out of here! Kobe White. Get that garbage out of here! Kobe White played 12 minutes. He lost out big time with Garrett Temple returning because Temple played, Troy Brown played, then uh, they inexplicably played four minutes of Alfred Camino and 11 minutes of Denzel Valentine. White is a drop. Markinen had 17. Like, these are guys that they wasted the number seven overall pick on. And the best guy they picked on num at number seven, they just traded his ass out. Absolute... I don't even know what the right word is. Kids, close your ears. Dumb fuckery. Absolute dumb fuckery. I've hated so much of what they've done over the years. I've just hated it. And I continue to hate it. And the results are playing out on the court as we speak. All right, let's go on to the next game. Oh, Jesus, this is an ass-kicking. 147 Golden State, 109 Oklahoma City. That is, uh, that's big. That's a big win. The uh, The Warriors were led, of course, by Steph, who had 42 points with 11 triples. Yeah, eight assists, six boards, 70% shooting, 69% from three. Draymond triple-doubled as well, 12, 10, and 16 with three steals and two blocks. Even Gary Payton. He played nine minutes, Gary Payton. Had 10 points, four steals, and a block. What? What on earth? Now, I don't think we need to do anything in terms of fantasy, but holy shit, that's really good. Kent Bazemore, 15 points with three threes and two steals. Looney had nine, five, and three. Jordy Poole lit him up for 17 points. Wiggins had 16 points. This was just a joke of a game, really. They absolutely destroyed them very early on. I think Bazemore does have 12-team value, at least for now. Poole's a deeper league streamer type. But really hard to judge too much on a game where Gary Payton's putting up 10 and 3 with four steals and a block, really. For the Thunder, the C parter, is he back? It looks like it. 18 and 12, 28 minutes, two steals and two blocks for Moses Brown. That's obviously 12 team worthy. Add him, but be prepared to drop. Well, Darius Baisley continues to confuse us. 22 points in 28 minutes with eight rebounds. Shot the ball well. He'll go and do nothing next game. Again, if you want to roster him, by all means, but just understand there's going to be a lot of inconsistency. There was no Pokiszewski, no Dort, no Gildas Alexander, no Gabriel Deck in this one either. Uh, Roby, solid game, I guess. 9-3-4. Mahaluk, 14 points in 25 minutes. And then it was just a bunch of garbage. 13-7 and seven for Tony Bradley. That's not bad, but the fact that he's playing under 15 minutes means I, I don't want him in 12-team leagues. Um, Ty Jerome had 10 points with two threes, while the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, that's pretty rough. 11 points on 42%, but one of five from the line. Five assists is okay. I think he's more of a 14-team leaguer than a must-roster 12-teamer. There are going to be ups and downs. While well, the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams was also really bad. Four points in 23 minutes. There's just going to be so many ups and downs with this team that rostering guys like Baisley and Roby, even Brown, Mahaluk, Maladon, uh, even Dort, 
Look, I know Dort is infallible after the last game. Um, it's not going to be something that you are um, you're going to feel comfortable about. You're putting them out there on an every night basis. Unfortunately, I don't think it's just going to be too many, too many ups and downs and too much inconsistency to feel that way. Let's go on to the next game, a little bit closer. This one, the Pacers beat the Rockets one thirty two one twenty four. Big game from Jeremy Lamb, which we haven't really said much at all lately. Eighteen points, two steals, three blocks, and four triples. Do I buy into it? Absolutely. Of course I don't, but that is still good to see. While uh, TJ McConnell had 12, 6, and 4 with four steals on a 100% shooting. Good game there. Levert, hey, he's kept up some pretty good efficiency. 27 points, four triples, 50% from the field, 100 from the line. And there, Brogdon had 23, 13, and 9. Good games from those guys. It was a little bit quieter from Sabonis. 22 and 11 and 7 because he had a triple zero as well. 0, 3, 0 steals, 0 blocks. While Justin Holiday played a huge amount of minutes. He did have two steals and two blocks, but at this point, he's a steal streamer. Like I think you look at him and Patrick Williams as steal streamers, like, and they're very different players, obviously, in terms of how many leagues they're rostered in. Um, Holiday is not a 12-team league guy. While Edmund Sumner started in place of Miles Turner, had seven points in 15 minutes, and we got those. And I think because we had Turner and McDermott out, that enabled Lamb to play more. It was a good game. I wouldn't rush to pick up Jeremy based on that big performance, though. For the Rockets, Olenek was excellent. 25-10 and 10 with three steals and a block. Must roster player. Uh, the Crucifix, Christian Wood, is he back? Maybe. 25-13, and 13, two threes, a steal, and three blocks. That's awesome if he is. That's great stuff. And Johnny Wall had 31-3-9 and nine with two blocks. Big performance there. While Kevin Porter Jr., um, yeah, look, that's, that's all right. 19-5-3, two threes for Cousin Kev with a steal. The 40% from the field remains rough. Um, great to see him get another good free throw percentage night, though, 83%. It's totally fine as, as a line. Really, really solid. Jay Sean Tate, 11-6-5 for the wild thing with two steals. He remains a 12-team league player. And then they ran uh, Avery Bradley, Armani Brooks, Brooks, and Kenyon Martin off the bench. Didn't get much there. Brooks can be a very deep league three-point streamer. It looks like uh, Sterling Brown's going to miss the next two. And DJ Augustin, Daniel House, and Eric Gordon are going to be maybe another week to two away. It would be my understanding of the way that Stephen Silas mentioned that before the game, that the, that we'd see uh, Brown back after the back-to-back, which is two more games, and then those other guys are still a little bit of a, a way away. So I'd imagine yeah, another one to two weeks for House, uh, Gordon, and uh, DJ Augustin, who's on crutches and in a walking boot. That might be three weeks for DJ, to be honest, with a pretty significant ankle sprain, it looks like. All right. Let's go on to the next game. The Dallas Mavericks, 114. The Memphis Grizzlies, 113. Luka Doncic, 29, 5 and 9, two steals and a block. Outside of the free throws, a pretty good game. While Porzingis returned, Porzingis had 21 and 6. Jalen Brunson, 28 off the bench. Another pretty good game. 8, 8 and 9. Not much else. 80% shooting is great. But getting those assists, it can be valuable. It's more streaming, more punch specializing for Brunson. But there's value there. While... Uh, the guard, his guard compatriots. Get that garbage out of here! Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway, see you later. Dorian Finney-Smith was a little bit disappointing while Maxi Kleber played a lot of minutes, had 8-8 eight eight in his 37 with two threes there. And uh, we had Dwight Powell in as the backup center, had 12-8. and eight. Willie Cauley-Stein out of the rotation. That's a bit interesting. For the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, 23.6 triples and two steals. I believe that he's a 12-team league guy. Ja Morant was totally like, eh, like fine. 17, 4, and 5 with a 3 and a steal. Hit his free throws. That's, that's fine. That's probably more than what we've been expecting from Jar. Um, and, and it's fine. Desmond Bain, 11 points with three threes and five assists. Good game from Bain, but really pretty hard to trust him. Well, Valanchunas. 
Jonas Vasu Inuasas. Another double double, 19 and 15. Not much else there, but good numbers nonetheless. I don't think you're holding on to Brandon Clark, 6 and 6. I don't think there's much point. Well, it was a rough night from Kyle Anderson, 7 points. But he still had a triple one, but 22% shooting. Yeah, we're still holding him. We give him a pass on one bad game. While Dylan Brooks had another terrible shooting night, 15 points in 31 minutes on 35%. We know you have to punt field goals. He can still have value because of his volume and because nobody ever seems to rein in his shot selection. But um, there is going to be, obviously, some uh, some issue with that uh, with those shooting numbers for Dylan Brooksy Brooks. All right, let's go on to these last couple of games now on a, a very busy day in the NBA. The Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets win at 123-106. Jimmy Butler was questionable coming in with an ankle injury. He played through it. Should he have? I don't know. But 13-3-9 with three steals helps your fantasy team. While Adebayo had 21-6 with two steals and two blocks. And Kendrick Nunn, only the 29 minutes. A little bit disappointing on the minutes line, but 16 points, two triples. Zero assists out of your starting point guard is obviously troubling, but he is a must-roster player for now. Ariza, a nice 14-team league guy. He had 13 points with three threes and a steal and the dunk. The dunk? No, the spur, Dunk Robinson, nine points in 24 minutes. Again, he is just a streamer. I don't believe in him as a must-roster guy. While Tyler Hero really struggled. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Now, at least Hero did have the six assists, but 20% shooting is pretty rough. I think he is still a 12-team league guy, at least while Oladipo is sidelined. Well, for the Nuggets, no Jamal Murray, obviously. So it was Monty Morris that started. 26 minutes, 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. The fact that he started and they played equal minutes and Morris is still on a restriction means that he is going to get the bulk of those minutes. Now, on a permanent basis, I think Faku Kampazzo is a better fantasy player, but it looks like it'll trend more towards 30 towards Morris, so he becomes more of the 12-team priority. While Faku had 8, 2, and 5 in his 26 minutes, that's fine to stream. Probably more of a must-roster 14-team uh, league guy. Farton Will Barton struggled, just 6 points in 25 minutes. He'll be better than that. While Maga Porter Jr. really was good here. 25 and 10 with in 33 minutes for Porter. 3 blocks, 3 threes, 71%. I'd like to see that usage bump up a little bit more for Porter, but he is going to have a pretty big role with Murray out. Big Chungus had 17, 10, and 11 with a couple of, couple of blocks and a steal. While we've got to look for deeper leagues, you've got to look at PJ Dozier. 15 points in 28 minutes, three threes and three steals. He's not going to be this good every game. He might become a streamable player for 12-teamers. I'd add him in 16 teams and just keep, keep an eye on 14. While Aaron Gordon, he stepped up a little bit, I'd say. 27 minutes, 16 and 9. No defensive stats, only the three assists. 64% shooting is obviously really good. He is going to see a bit of an increase in his usage with Murray out. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be must-roster 12-team league, but with Murray's injury, it does improve the value of him in those uh, in those 12-team league formats. Then we go on to the last game. Um... Yeah, I've got some things to say about this one. The Washington Wizards beat the Kings 123-111. Let's talk Wizards. 25-15-11 with four steals for Westbrook. Amazing stuff. Beal played 36 minutes. No minutes restriction anymore, obviously. 31-2-4, while Bertans had 16 points in only 22 minutes. Now, the 16 points in 22 minutes is encouraging. The 22 minutes isn't. He's more, Look, you can add him in 12-10 leagues. No worries. I don't think he's a must-roster guy, but yeah, that's that's really good in limited minutes. Hachimura had 12-4 with two steals. You know what I'm going to say. And you also know what Jack Armstrong is going to say. Well, Dan Gafford, only 16 minutes. Scott Brooks continues to run with a three-center bullshit rotation, claiming that Gafford's on some sort of minutes restriction. You've got to play him more than this. I believe that he is a 12-team league guy, but I'd like to see him push to at least 20 minutes a night by the time next week starts. He did have two steals and a block, uh, while Avdia had 11-4 and four with a triple one. Avdia's still a fair way away from making any sort of fantasy impact. But let's talk Sacramento. Kids, get out of here. What the fuck is wrong with this franchise? Like, nothing they do makes sense. 
Okay, so you go out before the season. Like we're gonna you know, subtly tank. We're gonna you know, keep our books clean. We're gonna you know, build. This is a building year. It doesn't matter if we lose. And then you go in and you make trades where you take on more salary and you give up potential assets. And then you're still terrible. And you're still holding on to Luke Walton. Like what on earth are you doing? Darren Fox was pretty good. Forty minutes, thirty-three, five and six, six deals and a block is amazing. And he hit all of his free throws. Great. Tyrese Halliburton benched again. Well, coming off the bench, 29 minutes, 8, 2, and 6 with 6 steals also. 23% shooting is rough, but good to get those steals. Yield returned from his illness, 19 points, 4 triples, and 2 blocks. Nice. The pencil Harrison Barnes had 18 and 7. But we're persisting with whatever Mo Harkless is at this point. 20 minutes at 2 points. He's just a defensive stat streamer at this stage. We're... Starting Damian Jones, and if there's literally one center in the NBA who's worse than Hassan Whiteside, it's Damian Jones. How many teams have to start this dude to realize that he does not even belong in an NBA rotation? I don't know how many times this happened. The Warriors, trash. The Hawks, trash. The Lakers, guess what? Trash. I'm sure there's another team mixed in there as well. He does not need to be on an NBA, and that's hard on the kid. I'm sure he's not listening, but he's not an NBA player. That brings us to Hassan Whiteside. The world. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Last game, Holmes got injured. Whiteside did not play at all. This game, he came off the bench, played 23 minutes, had 12 and 9 with one steal and four blocks. As I have said, repeatedly, consistently, all the time, if he plays 20 plus minutes, he's a must-add player. 20 plus minutes, must-add player. That is, that, that is the simple equation with Hassan Whiteside. He might be trash. He is. He might be not a good player. That's absolutely true. But if he's playing 25 a night, which again, played zero minutes last game, then you add him and we see where it goes. You have to add him. It's not even a question. Hopefully everyone's dropped Dylan right. That one, uh, dropping him was as obvious as dog's balls when that trade went down. And uh, it's even been worse than I anticipated. But this franchise, honestly, I feel really sorry for Kings fans. They are great fans, great basketball fans. But this whole organization is a disastrous shit show. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know what needs to happen. They, they just make confounding decision after confounding decision. They, they think they're making the playoffs. They made those moves. Are we going to make a push? You're not. You're terrible. Fix your shit. It doesn't matter who is in there. Fix it because it all comes from that dickhead up top. I know he got rid of Vlade Divac eventually. You got to get rid of Luke Walton. And with Vivek there, mate, mate, he's just a dickhead. He just is an absolutely dickhead meddling basketball guy. Great guy, I'm sure, in other areas. And I'm, I've heard that he is a fantastic bloke and successful in business. This is, uh, this is not the business for him, unfortunately. All right. Let's look at some other things now. Top ads over the last 24 hours. Morris up 20%. That's Monty. And then Faku's up 26. Yep, absolutely worthwhile ads there. Lou Dort up 25. I think you'll be let down, but very hard to leave him on the wire after that big game. Kedrick Nunn up 20%, sure. And then Dean Wadey Wade up 15%. I'm not convinced that that one lasts, but he is playing well. And you got decent value out of him today. Drops. The headmaster down 18%. That makes sense. But Mo Bamba down 9% injured. I think you'll be re-adding him, but I understand you need to make uh, cutthroat decisions at this point. James Johnson down 8%. He can be a streamer. Jaden McDaniels down 7 Again, the cutthroat decisions. Wahamadou Diallo down 7 is a pretty obvious call as well. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues from today. Jeremy Lamb, big game. Don't buy it. Torian Prince, yeah, he's got some stream value. PJ Dozier, absolutely keeping an eye on him. Gary Payton, not Alfred, Gary Payton. Uh, I think that's a fluky one. Jimmy Ennis. Jimmy Ennis is putting up some 14-team league numbers. Number six is Alec Burks, who we can't trust that, but 
if he plays like this, then he's a clear 12-teamer. Naz Reed, that's just Towns being out. Grayson Allen, I'd add him in 12s. DeAndre Jordan, not buying into it. While, uh, let's move that. Juancho Hernan Gomez, again, no idea why he was in the rotation. All right, let's move across. Let's talk DFS for Thursday. All right, so let's talk about the Thursday games here, FanDuel pricing. The first one, Bucks and the Hawks. We don't know whether Yanni is going to play. We know Collins and Hunter are out for the Hawks. And Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari are both questionable. There is a chance that the Bucks rest guys, although they, they did go pretty easy on their starters in that big win on Wednesday against the Wolves. But just keep an eye on that because it could be some real value opening up. The Warriors take on the Cavs, both teams on a back-to-back. Now, Kevin Love did play on a back-to-back on the weekend. Whether he does here or not remains to be seen. Same with Nance, same with Allen, and Colin Sexton's missed the last two too. So a lot of question marks there. We know that Wiseman's out for the Warriors, and we know that Kelly Oubre will likely be out as well. So Kent Bazemore gets another start along with Kevon Looney. The Kings and the Suns, no Rashawn Holmes. He's out with a hamstring strain. So will they go with uh, Damian Jones again as the starter? The Suns, relatively healthy, just no Abdul Nadir for them. And then the last game is Boston and the Lakers. Evan Fournier remains sidelined for Boston, while LeBron and Anthony Davis are both out for the Lakers, while Markeith Morris is questionable with that ankle sprain. That will give extra value for Taylor Horton Tucker if Markeith does happen to miss. Now, there is some value on here on FanDuel already. Looney and Bazemore really start off good. Good pricing, minimum salary for Looney. Rob Williams, Torres Halliburton's come down a bit. Steph, McCall Bridges has come down after his uh, shocking 1.2-point performance last game. Draymond, maybe. Harrison Barnes, perhaps. The pencil. I stuffed it up. Let's try again. The pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Chris Paul, perhaps. Kemba Walker. uh, Dennis Schroeder. Clint Capella, maybe. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I don't mind. Bogdan Bogdanovich looks pretty good over there on FanDuel as well. Guys, don't forget. Follow this podcast. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey, and on YouTube. Hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.